Bit of a typo in the bulletin on who is preaching this morning. Uh, I am not the Reverend Heather Erickson. <laughs> Although a few people have commented that from behind they can't tell which one of us is which. <laughs> <laughs> Heather likes to say, I'm the one with shorter hair. <laughs> Our readings this morning are calling stories. Stories about leaving your old life behind and turning to follow and serve God in a new way. In the first Kings passage, Elijah has been told to anoint Elisha as the successor prophet, and he places a mantle on him. It's sort of an ordination way to make Elisha the next prophet. And Elisha wants to say goodbye to his family. And there's this weird kind of exchange. And then Elisha slaughters his oxen, uses the wood from his equipment to cook them and feed the people. It's fairly dramatic. What he's in fact doing is uh, destroying any way of going back to his old livelihood. He's putting that behind him and turning and accepting his call. Jesus uh, seems a little more harsh than Elijah in the gospel passage. When I read this passage at the 9 o'clock family service, when I finished, there was kind of this audible like, wow. <laughs> it seems kind of harsh. But Jesus is really calling us to have a single-minded focus. And we see this throughout this gospel, Jesus calling people to kind of keep their eyes on the prize. And we have this famous last line of the passage, no one who puts hand to the plow and turns back is fit for the kingdom of God. It's an important articulation of the Christian faith. It's stated negatively, and I think in 2022, as American Christians living in the suburbs, we tend to hear this and be like, what? But the key to this passage is to look at how it calls us to focus on following Jesus and serving the kingdom of God. Putting your hand to the plow and not turning back is about your priorities and the focus in your life. And throughout time, this has been a very important passage, and it has inspired a number of songs. I imagine many of us are familiar with the lyrics, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. That's based on this. There is a famous African-American spiritual called Gospel Plow that has been recorded by numerous artists, including Bob Dylan did an amazing version. And there's a, a version called Keep Your Hand on the Plow by Mahela Jackson that's beautiful. Wherever you, however you listen to music, if you put in Gospel Plow, you can hear all sorts of versions, including some really great Appalachian stuff, bluegrass. I encourage you to check it out. And the refrain of that song tends to go, keep your hand on that plow, hold on. O Lord, O Lord, 
Keep your hand on that plow. Hold on. The line uh, has also inspired one of the worst country songs I have ever heard, and that's saying something. Uh, I'm not going to go into that, but it's inspired a lot of people. And I especially love that we have a baptism today, because baptism is the way we leave our old life behind and commit to following Jesus. Baptism is being birthed into new life in Christ. Now at St. John's and many churches, we invite everyone to receive communion. We are all guests at Jesus' table, and we try to model the table fellowship of Jesus. So we invite all to communion. But baptism is still the primary and central way we enter into the church and to our lives as Christians. And we see this in many ways, including even the location of the font. When we did our big renovation, we moved the font to the back of the church to symbolize baptism and as an entry into the church. But also, as you come out of the waters of baptism, as Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, you set your face towards the altar and towards the cross as you come forward from baptism. And the shape of our baptismal liturgy mirrors what we are seeing in these calling stories in the Bible. The liturgy begins with a series of renunciations, renouncing our old life, as it were, and literally is in the passage turning to Christ. Now, some of this language can feel a little strange to us when we hear about Satan and the spiritual forces of wickedness. It's really talking about spiritual evil. I was in Greece once, and I went to a, an ancient convent, and they had a, a painting up by the altar, and one side was people ascending to heaven, and the other side was people descending to hell being physically consumed by Satan. And those are the kind of images we get when we hear this language. And uh, the nun who was explaining it all to us was talking about the image of Satan and turned to us and said, now, of course, this is a metaphor. This is a metaphor. So when we hear some of this ancient language, understand what we're trying to say in terms of renouncing the old, renouncing ways of evil, and turning towards Christ. Right? When we, you know, we talk about baptism as a repentance of sin, and you think, well, like, you know, a five, six-year-old, how many, like, how sinful can they be, right? Repent means to turn. It means to turn around, to turn your mind and your heart towards Christ. To sin means to miss the mark, right? We all do that. As a, a priest I used to work for said, to call yourself a sinner, he was a gardener, he said, to call myself a sinner is like saying there are weeds in my garden. And repenting is plucking them out. So in baptism, we turn, we repent, and we turn to Christ. And to truly commit ourselves to the Christian life is to orient our lives around our baptismal covenant. So I want to invite you to turn to page 8 in the bulletin. 
and look at the baptismal covenant. We're going to say all of this in a moment in the liturgy. But when you think, what does it mean to put your hand to the gospel plow? It is this. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? That's what it means to follow Jesus. Turning back are the things that draw you away from living this baptismal covenant. And when that happens, we repent and we turn back to it. We try and keep that as the focus of our lives. I would invite you to take the bulletin home or if you're online, print it out or just keep it on your desktop. Maybe read this every morning this week and think about, okay, this is what it means to turn and to follow Jesus and to follow the way of love and the way of the cross. May we all put our hand to the gospel plow and follow Jesus in the way of sacrificial love.